Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Everybody, and welcome back to the Print on Demand cast, a new episode. Thank you for uh, being patient with us and, and uh, hanging in there as we re aired the interview with Robin Johnson as Travis was fast passing his ass off, which bad news, <laughs> they canceled that. So he wasn't fast passing his ass off, but he was having nope. a good time. And we're back here recording fresh content for this, the 59th episode of the Print on Demand cast. Travis, first of all, how was Florida? And second of all, how are you doing now that you're not in Florida? Uh, the first part of the, or the first question, Florida was awesome. <laughs> Had a great time. Um, it was just my wife and I, and so it was kind of a, um, it was, it was just, it was very cool. We, we got a place that was really nice. It was actually a two bedroom kind of condo thing. And, and, I just yeah. somehow found it. It was basically the same price as a hotel would have been, but I would have had to pay parking oh, at the yeah. hotel and I didn't have to pay parking. And so it was, it was a really sure. nice, you know, very nice space for us to be in. It had like a balcony and out, you know, you could have water and a fountain. And then there were all these pools all around on the facility. And then of course we went to Disney several times and had several awesome meals, different things, you know, different times we went out to eat and, um, yeah, we had great weather, went to, went to Cocoa beach for a day. Um, just had an yeah, amazing there, I saw, time. I saw your, uh, your photo of you yeah. at Cocoa beach and I got, I got to say, I'm jealous. I went, I went to Cocoa beach and when I went, it was, was a hot mess just filled with, with dead <laughs> fish, uh, everywhere, but you didn't have that experience. Well, I just thought, I just remember that picture for the YouTube listener, here's Travis enjoying just mm-hmm. just a nice margarita at the beach there. Yeah. Beach hair, don't care. You, beach hair, don't care. And I was going to comment and say, now, <laughs> if that's Jeanette's leg, I will buy the beach hair, don't care. But <laughs> 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 She's really cutting loose. But but no, that is, that is Travis there uh, in the picture enjoying a yeah. beachfront margarita, it looks like. But uh, yeah, it's super, yeah. Uh, super envy. Uh, inspiring on, on my behalf. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, second, no. second part of your question. Definitely. Um, just coming back and being back here had a big long meeting with, uh, both my ops and production managers, um, all yeah. morning long, lots of things. They were like, well, let's make a list of the things we want to ask Travis when he gets back. And so <laughs> that, and just, yeah. yeah, tons of mail and, you know, just all kinds of little things sure. that you got to just kind of going back into play, playing catch up like any, I mean, yeah. that that's the thing, you know, I, I feel like even on times when I don't, when I do go on a vacation, I feel like I don't because I can, I hear the email reminders and I, and I just know when I get back, <laughs> whatever day yeah. that is, I'm going to be mining through just sure a plethora of emails, but yeah, I still uh, haven't gotten through it, all my emails. Yeah. That, that's, it's a kind of like an endless game of, of catch up for a yeah. couple of days when you're, when you're doing that. But, um, it's good to have you back. You were just saying before we press record, or not really before we press record, it might end up with the credits. You don't have a cough anymore. So that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> You're explaining uh, the last time we recorded in person. And I'm I'm recovering from 
uh, or still have a sinus infection. I'm not entirely sure. It's been like a week and a half. So if you're listening and wondering if I sound congested, why? That'd be why. So, But it's good to be here. And it's good also, Travis, that both of us have our new toy that we've been talking about mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, the 3070 has arrived. Here it is in your shop right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, the, the we, left. There. If you're if you're watching, the 3070 yeah. is on the left, mm-hmm. and my gosh, it is it is my new favorite thing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. We we actually took we had a table over there that the uh, the 2100 is was on, and so we got a new little stand for the for that, and then we got a little um, kind of think like teacher cart, you know, like in the room yeah. where they can stand up, and there's a um, a slide out keyboard there and a couple monitors. So the one the monitor on the yeah. left is going to feed the 3070 and the monitor on the right is going to feed the 2100. We're still waiting on our tunnel dryer, which will go on the left. Um, and, uh, and then the, the big, there'll be a big table in the middle where we'll have just kind of workspace. And, um, the only thing we don't have in this space is like a really cool saying on the wall or something or, a you know, <laughs> awesome paint job, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but no, it's, it's or, awesome. Like <laughs> exactly. A mural or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, if you guys have an idea of a saying that would go really good on Travis's mm. production wall there, post it in the group. Let us know. <laughs> uh, we I would love to hear all of your ideas. Again, that's printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. Let us know. But uh, yeah, man, I, I was just telling you uh, before we pressed record, I timed out our, uh, our 3070 Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll play a video, a little video here of the unboxing here shortly at our facility as well. Same team that uh, unloaded Travis's, unloaded ours. <laughs> so as you can see here, uh, just going to town unboxing that bad boy. And then they had to pull it out and reposition it to, to roll it in. But I was timing a print that we did, the exact same print, exact same size, uh, and the 3070 printed it in 57 seconds ish somewhere in that neighborhood mm-hmm. the 2100 took 3 minutes and 13 seconds to print <laughs> that is and just you paid 60% 60% less in ink oh yeah yeah which is which is crazy so i'm right. i'm loving that thing you know we first shirt we printed i looked at jason and said this is the best thing we've ever produced and we owe an apology to everyone else because it's just like <laughs> it, it is so good one thing that i will say i don't and you probably discovered this too is that old garment creator files from the old garment creator for the 2100 at least for us they, they don't come over so you yeah. have to kind of reset a, up all those jobs and yeah and, it's a different you know. program it's actually yeah it's like a different program that they created for the 37 it's because i was actually talking to the garment creator guy today and he was saying it's because they print actually in different resolutions um and so oh, okay. it, that's why they don't that's why they had to that's kind of create yeah, a second translate. yeah okay. yeah they don't translate and they had to have a second um garment creator program for the 3070 which wow. which i guess makes sense you know yeah yeah but i mean i'm loving it and uh, i look forward to continue continuing to just see what that thing can do it is is exponentially improved the rate of production so i mean that's that's a great thing as well so uh 3070s are fantastic and my new favorite printer in the world so that's just (laughs) that's just our a little banter there and before we move on to the weekly dad joke i do want to take time we did uh, say that if you guys left us reviews on itunes 
uh, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, that we would shout <laughs> you out, and we are going to make good on that promise. So here we go. Lorenzo dash dollar sign dollar sign 44 left on uh, September 24th. Five-star review. He says, clear and honest. Travis and Josiah do a great job breaking down topics within POD and e-commerce. Episodes feature quality guests and informative info. Episode 53, What Is Your Why, was a show that I really enjoyed. So, uh, Lorenzo, thank you so much. Uh, Again, reach out to us, Lorenzo, if you're listening to this episode, which I hope you are. Uh, reach out to us through the Facebook group or email and we'll get you a free shirt because we said that we would. And uh, so let us know what shirt you like. You can go to the merch store, printondemandcast.com slash shop rather, and uh, we can uh, send you your favorite design. But uh, Travis, episode 53 seems to be something, you know, the what is, what's your why seems to be an episode that got a lot of traction or really resonated Mm -hmm. with a lot of the listeners uh, as far as feedback that I'm getting from it. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, someone else posted that in the Facebook group and talked about yep. we, we had a little bit of a conversation kind of on, uh, I yeah. think, a post. I think I put a post like, what is your why? Do you know your why or whatever as a response to that episode? And I think a lot of people, you know, were, um, if, if not, you know, impacted, um, you know, a ton, uh, they were at least yeah. it, it caused some people to slow down and and, and think through that, which, it, you know, of course, it's a great question to really um you know, to, to, to focus on, we won't, obviously we won't, uh, beat that horse too hard, too much <laughs> harder. Um, if you, if you do want to go back, you know, you can always go back and listen to old episodes. That's episode 53. And, um, yeah. you can find all of those on our, on our anchor site, um, yep. anchor, anchor.fm slash print on demand cast. Uh, that's probably the easiest way we are, our print yeah. on demand. Our, our printondemandcast.com site is not very good and we don't hide that. It's just not been a priority to us. Yeah. We should probably take some time and, and maybe, yeah, you know, well, I mean, revisit it, make it better, kind of make it a little more. Yeah. yeah maybe, was, that, maybe that's was definitely, maybe that's year two. <laughs> yeah. Year two. Season four, a revised Season website four. coming to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was definitely something that we just kind of threw up out of necessity because we needed a landing page, but we definitely didn't, uh, take time to nurture it. And I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we will. And again, uh, shout out to Matthew Markworth who posted in the group talking about that same episode, episode 53, um, mm. talking about, he knew his why in a corporate setting, but somehow writing it down formally in a self-employed setting, uh, had escaped him. So he had a, it was a very valuable, valuable exercise. So again, episode 53, what is your why? Uh, go check, yeah, it, check out. it out and then let us know, let us know what your why is, which thought of the episode or, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear it. So, with that, we're going to transition to this week's weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. So, Travis, you know, I've been, you know, making a concerted effort to, you know, burn some, lose some weight, you know, be healthy. Yeah. You know, given yeah, everything sure. that's, that's going on. So, I just, I thought it was huge. I burned 2,000 calories today. Really? 2,000 yeah. calories? How'd you do Two, that? thousand calories yeah it turns out i left my food in the oven for too long and that's this week's weekly dad joke i don't know what Mm. in the world you would cook that's two thousand calories that you would leave in your (laughs) oven unless you're trying to reheat like four big macs and if you are that's fine i just i can't think of a meal that i would make that's two thousand calories in and of itself uh but that's this week's dad joke dad joke dad joke of the week so with that 
I, I, yeah, I thought I did too. If you guys want to follow, a, I'm just going to shout this guy out. He has no affiliation to our show, but uh, the amount of laughs he's responsible for in my life is is great on Instagram. Dad says jokes. That's just, that's it. Dad says jokes. Um, hilarious. Love them. That's where we pull a lot of our dad joke material. So with that, pulling back, we're going to pull back the curtain a little <laughs> bit transparent. So you can kind of get a lead. You'd be like, oh, I heard that one. But just when you think you have the answers, we'll switch the questions. And in this case, the jokes. So with that, we'll move to this week's point of interest. Ah, we have reached enlightenment. Or the point of interest. I mean, it's basically the same thing. So Travis, this week's point of interest, man, uh, is actually something that Christopher Kretz, shout out to him, a longtime listener. Uh, He interacts with us quite a bit on the Facebook group, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Uh, He's also left us a review. Uh, But it's something that he posted in the Facebook group. So why don't you kind of tell uh tell us this week's point of interest yeah it's just it's basically just kind of bringing to attention that people that have merch by amazon accounts um there's there's you know there's people stealing other people's designs and using them not just on merch by amazon but i mean we're talking etsy we're talking redbubble we're talking all of the kind of the uh print on demand places where people are posting out these you know unique and and original t-shirt designs well there are now we suspect that they're using bots of some type you know like a software or some type of macro or something that's literally ripping these designs left and right down from these different sites and then turning around and posting them as their own on merch by amazon or etsy or redbubble or you know t public or any of these other different sites that you can post your own work on um and so his question was like is bringing attention to this a good thing or a bad thing and 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 i don't i don't really have an answer to whether it's a good thing or a bad. i think anytime you shed the light on an on an issue it causes some type of a response from the people that are either a causing the issue or b having the issue done to them um sure and so i think you know we we uh, in the article there's like a response from amazon which is i think good to to have them (laughs) hey hey uh this is happening what are you going to say and it kind of shown a light on you know kind of the the dark seedy underbelly of Amazon, which, you know, mm-hmm. Amazon's pretty big. So there's a pretty yeah. big dark seedy underbelly of that mammoth company. Um, yeah. And being that, you know, we've, me and you, we've sold on Amazon, not just in Merch by Amazon, but in FBA and, um, yeah. you know, all of these other, these other programs that they've had out there. Um, there is a lot of this, not just in the Merch by Amazon community, but Amazon yeah. in and of itself has a yeah. huge problem with with copycats and copyright infringement and uh, yep. trademark infringement and all of these things on their site that they've been dealing with <laughs> seemingly for, for years. Yeah, seemingly forever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so this is the response that was cited in the article. It came uh, via email to uh, Motherboard, which I'm assuming is the publication that mm-hmm. kind of shed light on this. This was on – the article itself is, is, Vice, is a Vice News article, but – Says an Amazon spokesperson told Motherboard in an email that we have a robust vetting, we have robust vetting procedures in place for participation in merch by Amazon, as well as pre-publishing moderation to prevent infringing content from ever being published. If we find, or anyone, 
anyone reports an infringement that we did not identify, we move quickly to take it down, investigate, and remove the item from merch and pursue the appropriate legal action. So hmm. here's the thing. And in that same article, they kind of say it's kind of like the uh, uh, guilty till proven innocent. And <laughs> the flip side of that coin is, is that someone else, which has happened to us, uh, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. happened to you listening. If you do any kind of merch by Amazon or, or POD selling, someone can come along and just claim that a third of your designs are actually his and Amazon will take action yep. without actually doing the due diligence to find out if that's mm-hmm. at all factually accurate. And then all of a sudden you're hit with IP claims that right. this person doesn't even have any actual validation or claim to. So right. that, it's like this, it's like this weird balance because we've gone through stuff of like, there's no way you can copyright that. That's not even, right. that's not even, that's mm-hmm. not even possible. But you also have, you know, trademark pirates who kind of sit on trademarks or yeah. just for whatever reason, just bullies, mm-hmm. bullies that try to get people's stuff taken down so that they have, you know, the, the sole design or whatever they think. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, what, what do you, what do you think about one Amazon's response? And then, you know, what we're talking about the, the flip side of that coin. I mean, uh, Amazon is in a tough spot because they don't want to get in the, in the middle of all of this arbitration. And, you know, he said, yeah. she said and stuff, cause they don't, they don't really want to spend the legal dollars on that. So, I mean, it makes sense that they would just say, if somebody reports it, we take it down because we don't want to get in the middle of it. And you guys figure it out yourselves and whoever wins wins. And we don't care. We're yeah. making, you know, millions of dollars on, you know, the other 20 gajillion shirts on Amazon <laughs> or whatever, you know, um, that are original or don't have anybody saying that they're, you know, infringing. But, you know, the yeah. one thing that I will say uh, for Amazon and and their whole policy, uh, it, it does frustrate me when someone that I feel like there should at least be some type of a check to see if the particular category that has been copywritten is applicable to the product that is on merch that is being taken sure. down because there's oftentimes... Sure where someone will trademark or uh, copyright something and it'll be, you know, for a product that's not anywhere near the merch space, but they'll get a takedown on that for some strange reason. And it's really, really bizarre. And, you know, I mean, both of us, we're not really in merch and um, you know, we've, we've told you that we, we, I have, I have merch, I have a merch account, you know, but um, I don't, I'm not really active in the community or, or trying to really populate that account. It's just kind of there. But I've, you know, I, I do, I do hear all some of those horror stories and such. So um, we did have uh, Ken Reel back early, early season one, um, yep. and he's really. We need to have him back on again. But he's great with this stuff. He really understands some of this stuff. But I think, I think, like you said, it's like this whole flip side. There's two sides of this coin. There's, there's the people, you know, that get your get get your stuff taken down and you're like, Oh man, that's not fair because this wasn't in the right category. Or how do you trademark, you know, this particular phrase, it's a common phrase or it's been in use for years and years and you can't claim first use. But on the other side, there are these people that are actually pirating original designs. And to me, and we talked a little bit about this, I think a very, and, and the article even mentions it, a very, very simple solution to this entire thing is, is a watermark on the listing picture. 
It's yeah. very simple. And and not only Amazon, yeah. but Etsy and Redbubble and all of these other companies, all they have to do is put a freaking watermark on it. And immediately that piracy goes down 99%. Because I'm sure yeah. somebody can figure out a way to take the watermark out at some point. But it's going to be a lot harder, you know, to get those images up there in, in a in a pirated way. So there's, there really is kind of two sides to this. And um, it's a really hard, hard place that Amazon, Merch by Amazon, Redbubble, Etsy, all of these companies are in because on the one side, they want to have original content. I mean, they say that they state that in their terms of service and they punish those that they find that infringe that. But on the other hand, they don't want to be in the business of arbitration you know, between a seller and, uh, you know, a content producer or whatever. They don't want to get yep. into that game. So it's it's a really hard, hard place to be. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on that? No. Yeah. It, like I like I said, it, it definitely is a attention. Right. And, and I think Amazon's doing as much as they can just because we understand, like you said, there's millions of other shirts that th- this isn't an issue on they're just gonna you know it's not necessarily yeah. always that the squeaky wheel gets the grease here with amazon it's just kind of like <laughs> sure yeah fight amongst yourselves and we don't really care so but it is it is frustrating and for those we mentioned ken real uh, he was episode nine episode mm-hmm. nine of the print on demand cast you guys can go back and listen to him his advice on on this whole copyright you know kind of area and we do need to have him back on because there's lots mm. there's lots more to talk about but episode yeah. nine for those that are that are listening and are interested in more to to learn more about that that'd be the episode to go to so uh with that we'll wrap up this week's point of interest and move directly to this week's main event you're now listening to the soothing beats of the main event. So Travis, you and I, obviously the listeners know we have our own uh, production space, but there, there's, you know, we do print on demand fulfillment for a lot of people, but there's a lot of providers out there. There's lots of yep. options when it comes to print on demand services. So for this main event, we wanted to let you, the listener know that, you know, five, six things ish that Travis and I think is important to look for in a print on demand service. So we're mm-hmm. going to kind of do like a, you know, a, a countdown or a weekly top six. So I think there's six, yeah, there's six here. So a uh, mm-hmm. little, little different numbers on top five or top 10, but we're going to go with six. So Travis, uh, tell the listeners here, one of the things that we think is imperative to look for when choosing a print on demand service. Yeah. I think you could probably put any of these six as number one. Um, sure. You know, but because they're all really important. But I think um, as we were formulating this list, I think that um, good quality or a quality, quality products, quality prints, quality, um, you know, final goods, if you will, um, to your customers, that's going to be probably huge. Yeah, it's. I mean, if not number one, it should be in your top few for sure. One A, if not one, (laughs) one A. (laughs) exactly you have to you have to break up the one but i mean good quality is is where your your brand your business lives and dies i mean you can have you can have a large product range uh i'm gonna kind of jump the shark here but you you can have any of the other of these six 
But mm-hmm. if they're not good quality, you'll never get another customer. Yeah. So I think I think that's why you know good quality has to be paramount. One one A, like I said, because mm-hmm. that's that's where your bread's buttered, man. Is it, it's got to look good. Yeah. If it doesn't, like you said, they won't come back. And it's not just necessarily the um, the print quality. Uh, you know, the actual right. like like what it looks like on the, the shirt sure. or on the sure. hat or whatever. Yeah. It's also the actual garment you're using, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and I think this goes, this goes to a lot of different areas because you could take this further and like say, well, okay, well maybe I, I want to sell a cheaper item or a, or a less expensive item, a lesser yeah. quality item. Um, and, and that's totally fine. I just think that if you do that, you need to absolutely disclose that with all due diligence, yeah. you know, to your yeah. customer that, Hey, this, the reason this is so cheap is because it's a less quality, you know, and, yeah. and this is why it's yeah. awesome. Because when we're talking about specifically talking about garments, we've talked about this in the past, you know, um, there are lesser priced garments and there are more expensive priced garments, but the lesser priced garments can actually have benefits to them that mm-hmm. the higher price garments don't to certain people if they want right. them. Like when I print for a landscaper, I'm not giving him a tri blend, you know, because sure. it's going to, you know, like a four There's ounce, no, yeah, it's four ounce tri. It's, it's not gonna, it's going to rip or what, you know, whatever. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to probably get him like, you know, a, 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 a five and a half to six and a half ounce, you know, a heavy weighted yeah. shirt. That's going to be more, it's probably going to be harder and, you know, uh, it's going to be a little more boxy. So it's not super yeah. snug and, and, and making him hot all day. And, you know, right. so, I mean, there's a lot of things like that, that you have to consider, um, uh, when you're talking about quality, but again, I'll just stress that if you are going to choose to go either way, honestly, you just really right. need to just, you know, kind of share that with your customer, really, really detail that out on your, on your uh, detail page. Yeah. 100%. There's nothing worse than, you know, ordering a shirt that is you, that in, in getting yep. something that's lesser quality than you anticipated, right. whether it's, yeah. whether even, you know, even if it's unset or not, I mean, if I order a shirt and it comes, cause I don't, I, I like, you know, this is, this is a next level shirt. I like mm-hmm. the feel of the next levels, the soft styles. So if I order a shirt and it doesn't tell me that it's going to yeah. be a Gildan 5000, I'm not going to be stoked about it. And I probably yep. won't buy from that person again. And also that let I, the per, let them know, hey, yep. you need to clarify uh, what kind of shirt I'm getting because I just spent money on something I'm never going to wear again. So um, that's yeah, that's exactly what happened else? to me. Yeah, I was just going to say that's exactly what happened to me. A couple of years ago, I bought uh, a shirt for – for. Uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, St. Patrick's Day. And I, it was just one yeah. of those Facebook things that came through. And I was like, oh my gosh, sure. that's so hilarious. I love it. It's perfect. That's me. It's whatever. And and it was, you know, it was like $25 <laughs> or something. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to buy it. And even yeah. though I probably could have figured out a way to like, you know, make something similar or whatever, it was just sure. so perfect. I just was like, oh, I'm just going to do it. It's 25 bucks. And it came and the shirt, not only was the shirt like, you know, kind of a, not a nice shirt. It was a low quality shirt. The print was like, not right. It was like low. It was like low. And I'm like, I'm never going to wear this. This is a crap shirt. It's not, you know, it's, that goes to quality, right? Yeah. Not just just, the garment, but the print too. Yeah. Yeah. Print placement uh, is is huge. I, there's sometimes, you know, we've been hiring some new production staff and there's some stuff, whether it's a screen print transfer or whether it's a print, 
that I'll see. And if it's too low or if it's too high, I, for whatever reason, it is one of my pet peeves. And if I see mm-hmm. it, I'll be like, I, I'll need, I need to know who ran this and I need to have a discussion with them because <laughs> if you hold that shirt up and you think that that placement looks good here or here, we need to have a really long conversation yeah. <laughs> about, you know, totally. quality. So all of that goes in. And that's why I think also samples are super important too. So whoever, whatever, yeah. you know, POD fulfillment company you're using, see if you can get some samples, maybe mark down the price, order some yourself before you start blasting it out super heavy. Just so you know exactly yeah. what will will be going to your customers. So I think, you know, again, goes goes without saying, but we spent quite a bit of time saying it. Quality is very, very, very important. Yeah. and is paramount to the rest of the of the six that we're going to get to. So uh, with that said, let's go to number two, Travis. Um, a large product range mm-hmm. is something that is very important to look for uh, from, you know, so you just don't want someone that just does t-shirts or yeah. just does hats or you want someone that can kind of fulfill all of the necessary um, you know, I you know, water bottles, mugs, cups, phone, you know, the stuff that people are going to be using mm-hmm. even more than a t-shirt, let's say. You got to make sure that that yeah. product range is 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 wide enough that you can kind of get everyone get something everyone would want if that makes sense. Yeah, I I think there's a balance on this too. I think um, you know, some some designs aren't going to look good on a water bottle. You know, some right. designs aren't going to look good on an embroidered hat. Um, you know, I mean, so if you have a brand that you're trying to establish, maybe, uh, maybe it's a clothing brand. So you, why do you even care about drinkware at all? You're probably (laughs) not gonna, you know what I mean? You might eventually come to that place, but I, so I think, I think a large product range in the niche that you are trying to kind of conquer with your brand it is probably a better way of saying this. Um, but like for me, you know, like a lot of our designs, you know, I want to put them on every freaking thing I can, you know, I'm going a mile wide and an inch deep, you know, every single niche I can get in and, and I want to have different products in all, you know, of of all these different designs. And, you know, so, so for me, yes, but I think there are some people that really want to focus on, you know, they want to, a quality your, your goal line, is perhaps. your goal is to just maximize the assets that you already have as far as art goes and all right. that other and just put just blast it out on you know as many places as just what, whatever is that it looks good yeah as many places as you can but i understand what you're saying as far as if you have someone that's trying to do like a a niche clothing brand that bell and cam you know like the just yeah. the really nice you know very carefully curated designs and garments and stuff like that but it would be good to have the ability to have a t-shirt, a racer back tank, a crop top, a crop top hoodie, a, you know, sure. things, things that you can, you can use to your advantage, like you said, inside the niche that, that you're operating. And so that is a, a good way to, to think about it as opposed to just he with the most toys wins or most product <laughs> offerings wins, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's pretty, I mean, that's, that's pretty self-evident, you know, to have yeah. a large product range, is better than having a small product sure. range yeah. <laughs> when yep. you're going to choose a, choose a supplier that, but again, that I would put quality over that. I would rather have mm-hmm. a few great products right. than a whole bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's, it's the, it's for some people, it's the in and out thing. You know, they have three, three yeah. items on their menu and they crush it. So 
Yeah. But when you want a good cheeseburger, you're going to go to In-N-Out and and not Whataburger. But that's a different episode. So, uh, moving on. To, sorry, uh, Texas listeners. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we're going to log into Anchor on the back end and see that our southern demographic has just gone <laughs> straight through the shitter because I just did one <laughs> Oh, man. Come back. Uh, I'll, I need to try it again, see if I can change my mind. But again, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So number three, Travis, uh, mm-hmm. something that is very important. And given what has happened in the last year with COVID and all that kind of stuff, man, it's kind of hard to even nail down uh, yeah. these delivery times is, is number right. three delivery times. And some of that has just been so jacked. Uh, yes. You know, you have you have some of the big providers that are taking a month and a half to two months to get stuff processed into the customer, and that you know a little bit out of the control. But delivery times are important because outside of something like we've witnessed in the last year, you want your customer to get them in, in a reasonable amount of time. And and again, I think this is also managing expectations because I we I've run into it. I'm sure you have too. Where people who buy things from you that's not on Amazon or buy things from a client of ours that we're fulfilling for Amazon's kind of created this entitled prime culture. That's like, if it's not in there, if it's not next day shipped or two days shipped, then I'm going to leave a bad review again, managing expectations on your listing, but delivery time, Travis, talk to me a little bit about that and uh, why you think that is something, why you think it's important to be something that uh, people look for in a POD service. I think, I mean, it's not necessarily having, having the fastest delivery time. Again, I think, you know, you have to rank these things and I, I, I still go back to quality being the most important. Yeah. If, if I'm going to get something great quality and it's going to take a little bit longer than the, you know, the garbage <laughs> t-shirt or whatever, and they're going to get yeah. it really fast. Um, I'm probably going to go with the long, longer delivery time. I think the more important thing is that you totally understand um, those delivery times and you understand, well, Correct. you know, okay, well they have these items in stock and so on their stock items, they're going to be this line. If they have to order them, then they're at the mercy yeah. of their supplier, you know, on these sure. other colors or these other styles or whatever. Um, and so it's going to take maybe a little longer. And so just yeah. having the ability to understand those things, you can then set your customer expectations and and maybe even your expectations as far as like, okay, well, I used to sell this on, you know, on purple, but I really only sold like a couple uh, sure. and, and they don't have that in that color in stock. So I guess I'll pull that listing so I can have a quicker delivery time. It'll, it'll right. inform you and your, uh, your approach to how and what colors and what styles and things like that, that you want to list based yeah. on what their stock items versus their non-stock items are. Um, and the delivery times, you know, that is, are associated with those items. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it, man. You, you crushed the delivery time and the importance of it. Well, anything else to say? It's just, I mean, come on. Was, I mean, it, that it's was me. succinct. I had a whole like, vacation. I'm I was like, like so refreshed. refreshed. That's like a closing argument at the end of a legal drama, is what that was. <laughs> that was almost as good as the cousin Vinny legal closing legal argument from Marissa mm. Tomei. Everything that guy just said. Uh, anyway, I love that movie. Um, <laughs> number four, Travis platform My cousin Vinny. options. My cousin, my Vinny. cousin Vinny, just a shout yes. out. Okay. Yeah. Yes, love that movie. How in the whole grit eating world does it take three minutes? <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic. Number four, platform <laughs> integration options. Very, very important to look at because, again, it just gives you, you need to know one, can they integrate with your platform, first of mm-hmm. all? 
And two, you know, if you're wanting to sell on multiple platforms, it's easy if you're just getting it all fulfilled from the same supplier that can integrate with all of those platforms that you're already currently selling on. And it just kind of, you know, streamlines the whole process. Um, yeah. Again, we'll go back to quality. They can integrate, they can integrate with all the platforms in the world, but if it's not good quality, it's not going to do you any good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, platform integration options, man, I think is, is something you definitely want to keep it out for, especially for the big ones like Amazon, Etsy, Walmart, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or even if you have your own private site, Shopify, stuff like that. So I think, I think that's something yeah. that is, Again, kind of a given, like, yeah, you want it to integrate with as many platforms as, mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah, and I'll say one other thing about this. So I know, like, um, there are there are some, you know, uh, like Printful, for instance, I believe yeah. the way they integrate with a lot of these, or, or I'm sorry, there's, there's, I'll back up a second. There's a lot of, like, um, softwares or whatever that'll help you, you know, list a bunch of your items and they'll like shoot through them all. And what they do is they basically publish them all to Printful and then they use Printful's integrations to push them all out. Um, But the the downside to that is that you don't have any control over a lot of those, um, a lot of your SKUs, a lot of like where these things are going, how they're published. Um, You know, you may have some control and that may be fine for you, but if you ever want to go to a place that Printful, for instance, doesn't right. integrate to, like Walmart, um, or yeah. you know maybe there's some other places out there that that they don't integrate, uh, and not to say that they won't tomorrow, you know, I mean they may right. integrate with right. Walmart tomorrow, but there's other places that they may it, not having all of that data kind of collated and like ready to go, um, you know, is it may be doing you a disservice, even though it's like a pain in the butt to get it all done together. And, you know, I talk a lot about organizing your SKUs and your designs (laughs) and, uh, you know, your products and and all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm just beating that drum again, because um, (laughs) when you do use some of these integrations, you kind of get left, it it lets you off the hook a little bit on some of your organization. But then the unfortunate part is that you're dependent on that particular platform or that particular right. software that's helping you get on those platforms. So you just, you just want to think about that stuff. And like we always say, you know, treat this like a business and do the hard work up yeah. front. Even if you still want to use that, just make sure that the way you're using it is, is a way that makes sense to when that particular service isn't available to you anymore or right. something right. changes that you can then do it all manually if you have to. Um, yeah. you know, figure it out yourself if you have to. And so there's, those are some, you know, or if you want to switch, you know, oh my gosh, Printful is just killing me on these fees. They keep raising, raising, raising. I have right. this other place. It's great quality, blah, blah, blah. Their pricing's lower. I need to switch, but I can't because it's all right. integrated into Printful and I don't have any, any data to <laughs> really go. And so I'm trapped. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have heard that from sellers. They're like, man, I started with Printful and now I'm like stuck and they keep raising their prices and it really is frustrating. I wish I, I can't be competitive because that, right. you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You, you get the idea. Um, yep. But platform integration options, but then platform integration flexibility, I think is kind of maybe a sub uh, point sure. of this particular bullet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's good advice to have always have a contingency, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. if, if tomorrow Printful doesn't integrate with that platform or, you know, we treat it like if, I don't think it's going to happen, but if a Printful were to go away or it'd have to shut down a brand or whatever would happen, you always have to have that contingency of if I have to, I have to keep the ability to be fluid and, and move mm-hmm. from place to place. And then again, that just allows you in the event of trying to 
price shop or whatever to be able to plug in and integrate with someone so much easier. So, so just do the work uh, on yeah. the front end. And I can tell you that from experience because, uh, you know, we didn't do a lot of that work on the front end and then trying to do that work midstream, even owning a production facility. And I'm sure it's just the same as when you're trying to integrate with a new print provider uh, is, is crazy. So, so the, <laughs> the work that you put in on the front will definitely pay off in the long run. Number five, Travis, something you and I talk a lot about, something I think that uh, as ourselves, as producers, as print shop owners, uh, this kind of helps us, helps you set yourself apart from some of the other POD mm-hmm. services. Uh, but customer service um, is, is a, is huge. The ability to, yeah. as some, as you're looking for a print provider, can you, can you reach out to them? Do they, are they responsive? Do they get to you within a, a reasonable window of time? Can you call them? Can you talk to them? Do you get straight answers or is it, you know, sometimes how, with Amazon, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Like you need to know <laughs> what that what that process is like because when the customer comes to you with a complaint and you're not actually physically overseeing the production of the process, you're left uh, beholden to the print provider's response time. And so yeah. the longer you have to wait, the longer your customer has to wait, which again is 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 a bad quality uh, customer service quality experience for the the customer, the end user, which is ultimately who you're trying to to get an answer mm-hmm. for. So, um, customer service uh, is is definitely something you want to make sure um, meets your criteria, whatever that looks like. If you don't care if they don't reach out to you in a week, then cool. But uh, whatever that looks like for you, you need to make sure that the, whatever service you provide, you're choosing, uh, provides quality customer service for sure. Yeah. And I think, I think some of the bigger companies like a Printful and a Printify and, you know, some of the other Gutens and I think they've, they've heard the message loud and clear that they need to be really yeah. good with customers, customer service last year during the pandemic when in Q4, when it was taken four to six weeks, I mean, I'm, I, they <laughs> yeah. got destroyed in those customer yeah. service threads, you know, yeah. and, um, and, and I think they kind of probably took that and really internalized that and said, okay, we, right. we need to be better at this. We need to have more systems in place. I know Gearbubble recently had a whole thing where they were like, uh, they, they listed all of their products and, and said, this is how much time it'll take or on average right now for the last seven days or la- sure. whatever. It was something along those lines. So they were trying to, again, just be more communicative with their customers. Yeah. And that's more um, of managing expectations too, right? So yes, if you're, exactly. if, you can, if you, there's an FAQ page like that, and you have access to it and it's, you know, changing and updating uh, as needed when a customer reach out, reaches out to you and you're using a gear bubble and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, where's my pop socket or where's my phone case? You can look and see, oh, well, they, as yeah. of right now, this is what the, our production facility is saying, whatever that looks like. But that getting out ahead of it is, is almost just as important as yeah. uh, your response time. Yeah. And I think also um, in customer service, Um, you can kind of preemptively be on top of that by just creating some really nice templates. You know, how many times have you been asked, where's my pop socket? Where's my phone case? Where's my (laughs) t-shirt? You know, why do you keep typing that same email out and copying that tracking number, you know, that you got and, and, and typing it out and, doing it all right. and then signing it. Why do you keep doing that? Why don't you have some templates? Maybe you do, but you get my point. You can right. kind of be proactive. Yeah. And then as you, as you come across different, you know, things, you're like, Oh wow, that's another issue. I have a list of templates that I use when people ask me different questions, you know, Hey, um, I don't know where it is, 
but it's delivered. Okay. Well, there's that template. Sure. You know, I never sure. got it, but it's delivered, but it, but tracking says it's delivered. Uh, I didn't get it. Tracking says it's lost. Here's a template. Um, it yeah. broke. Here's a template. You know, I mean, all of these <laughs> sure. different things, you know, uh, or I don't like it. What do I, how do I return this? There's a template. Right. So I think, you know, having some of that, you, you won't even necessarily need to go to that third party right. production partner if you can kind of, you know, and you'll take it'll it'll save you time, um, you know, typing that out again. But it really yeah. is. It's kind of a it's kind of a three way thing. You've got, you know, you your your customer, you've got your print pr- partner and you've got yourself and you're, you're right in the middle. And so, um, you know, being able to get real answers in real time, or at least in a relatively decent amount of time, uh, is important. And I'll, I'll, I will say that there are some print shops. I I know you've dealt with them, Josiah, you know, and we've, you know, just kind of in the community, maybe contracting work or whatever, they're bad at customer service. <laughs> there are some <laughs> yeah. local print shops that are just bad at it. They're not good at returning yeah. phone calls. They're not good at this. And, and so unfortunately um, it, it, you know, you kind of have to get into that relationship before you can right. really see that a lot of times. But right. um, if, if you can kind of know up front or maybe have a recommendation by somebody um, it can go a long way to saving you some some heartache and some pain yeah. further down the road when you have those issues. Yeah. And I'll just say too, just like with the, uh, you know, platform integration options we were talking about, not letting that get make you lazy as far as doing the work and, and preempting and being organized. Uh, for as far as customer service goes, yes, it's important. Uh, the quality that they give you the, the print on demand provider you're using, but don't let that, like Travis was saying, don't let that make you, lazy in your responsibility of customer mm. service to your customer. Right. So if you just, if you just caught, if you just follow suit with the POD platform provider and they're not good, it doesn't mean that you have to be bad at, at customer service. <laughs> you can still pacify and kind of massage the situation while trying to get answers. But if you're, yeah. if you're proactive in that, when, when, when customer service issues come up, um, you won't get the bad review uh, because yeah. you're trying to keep to keep them happy, right? And then you can yep. go leave a bad review for the print-on-demand provider, uh, <laughs> which is who deserves the bad review in the first place, not you. <laughs> so save yourself some heartache there. Don't let it make you lazy. Uh, yeah. So uh, finally, number six, pricing. And we're, when we say mm. pricing, we're talking about goods and also the cost of, of shipping because obviously the customer is going to pay both, both of those things. You're going to be paying both of those things as well. So pricing man uh tell me give me your thoughts on on what to look for when it comes and things to keep in mind when it comes to pricing when you're looking at what the pricing is from your print on demand provider i i think you know i think you take all of those things that we just talked about those other five um and you've got to you've got to be able to take all of those and then say and feel comfortable about the price that they're giving you i mean yeah you can go out all day and find the cheapest um, sure. You know, I, that that's, but it's probably going to be lacking, you know, there's, there's that, what's that, um, there's that triangle and it's like quality, uh, price. And what's the other one service, I think, or something. Oh, gosh, I, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I shouldn't have said anything because, um, I'm going to have to look this up. Uh, yeah. I'm almost I, um, and everyone's like yelling at their radio right now. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, it's speed. Speed is the other one. So it's like speed, 
cost and quality. And, and people say you can only, you have to pick two, you know, do you want it done fast with at a low cost? Well, it's going to be low quality. Well, do you want it really right. good quality and you want a low cost? Well, it's not going to be done quickly. You know, do you want it done quickly at high quality? Well, it's not going to be low cost, you know? And so you right. have to kind of pick and choose a little bit and make this decision on your own. Um, and, you know, and, and then obviously take, take into consideration your shipping because, while you may charge shipping to your customer, a lot of these print-on-demand platforms will give you a boost in their algorithm if you provide free shipping. And I'm doing right. the air quotes for free shipping because uh, we know that there is no such thing as free shipping. Someone's paying it. Right. And if you're offering free shipping, you are. So you're baking that into your cost. And so you right. need to know what that is because it's not just the price of the co- of the coffee mug or the T-shirt. It's the price right. of the shipping plus that. So if you can get all that together and then offer free shipping, maybe that's a good strategy for you. Or sure. again, you can pass that on to your customer. And I see you just brought up that triangle for us. So uh, yes. you want to talk a little bit more about it's that? Like, it's like a triangle Venn diagram, which mm-hmm. I've never seen before, but I'm I'm wildly <laughs> impressed and fascinated by it. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're talking, you talked about cost, speed, and quality. So here it just kind of, kind of breaks down for you. Like, yeah, like you said, you want it fast and good, it's going to be expensive. If you want it <laughs> to be cheap and quick, it's not going to be great quality. Uh, but if you want cheap and high quality, it's going to be a low, a low it's not going to be fast. It's a low priority. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you do, have, you do have to pick two and it's kind of managing your own expectations as well. Like you said, you know, the, the, the idiom that go, you know, you get what you pay for is, is definitely mm-hmm. applicable and understanding too, you know, I, I've run into some people who use us as print on demand providers and they're wondering why, why can't we get $5 or $6 a shirt? It's like, well, you're not going to find any print on demand provider that can give you $5 a shirt for a one-off mm-hmm. unless it's like 99 cents a shirt or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so keep in mind too, you, you're going to be, you're, there's a lot baked into the cost when you're talking about one-offs and, and the labor and time it takes to to produce it, so you do have to pick two uh, that you're going to be happy with, and and kind of just be settled with that. So, uh, but it is it is important because again, you you that determines how much you can actually make, right? Uh, and what what how much of the pie you get to take home, basically. So yeah, and I think I think the other thing to keep in mind is that um, you know when you're saying well, you know you have those customers, and um, as as a production facility, we do have customers that are like, oh, well, I thought I could get it for, you know, $6 right. or $7 or whatever. And and the, the fact is, the fact of the matter is that print-on-demand businesses that use a production facility are taking none of the risk. The production, right. the production facility is the one who's buying the machines, stocking yep. blank inventory. They have yeah. cash on their shelves waiting and hoping and praying that you... <laughs> make an order. And so there <laughs> right. is, it's not just, well, how much, how much did the shirt cost? Well, how much did the ink cost? Well, and then you have a little labor and that's it. No, there's also another factor called risk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is a real, that actually there's actual like mathematical formulas for factoring risk right. into your profit margins. And, right. and that's something that you as the print on demand a uh, business owner who's using a facility doesn't have to necessarily, you may have to factor in a risk factor because you, you are on the hook for that order or whatever. You might lose your sure. Etsy account, whatever, but it's a much smaller 
you know, de, uh, sure. number comparatively. I guess, in, yeah, 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 comparatively. Yeah, yeah. And so, so if you're saying, well, I want to make the more money than my print provider and I've gone to, you know, the <laughs> shirt place, you know, the wholesale shirt and I know, and I know how much ink costs for this design and blah, 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 blah. Um, you are not the type of, uh, customer that, a lot of print facilities are going to want to use, you know, right. so it may make, may, <laughs> may make sense for you to go with, you know, somebody who is kind of a faceless company like a Printful or a Printify, yeah. but you're not probably going to find those, those prices um, at no. a place where, and this is kind of a little bit of a rant, but I, I think, I think you get the, the idea behind it. Um, there is something to be said for uh, paying somebody to kind of, hold all of the inventory for you. Yeah. And when you happen to sell something, they do all the work there. Right. There's a value in that, that yeah. is, you know, um, that you need to consider, I guess, when you're looking at print on demand, print on demand is, is amazing. And there's, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a fast growing industry and there are going to be massive companies that continue to undercut and undercut and undercut and prices will go down because just like every other industry yeah. in the world, as time goes on, prices go down. Um, but there will always be an inherent risk that you are paying that provider for. And I sure. just wanted to make, you know, kind of keep that in mind yeah. as you're shopping around because yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. If, like if, if you're fulfilling for your Etsy store, well, if your Etsy store, you know, gets gets closed down or whatever, then then yeah, that's unfortunate for you. But then your print provider uh, now is holding <laughs> all of those next levels that you exclusively wanted to print on, or all of those. Right. Like, there's just so much risk, and it gets to a point where you're right. Like, well, if you want to make more money than your print provider, then then you might need to pony up the eighteen grand and buy yourself a printer and make your money that way. You know what I mean? Like, you can control yeah. your prices then, but then but until you're willing to take the risk that that your print provider is, is, is taking, then you're going to have to be okay with making whatever less is in, in your mind, which in, sure. in some instances, it's not even that much of a, especially if it's not merch by Amazon, merch by Amazon takes a lot of money out of your, out of your <laughs> a lot, a lot of the pie away from you. But uh, yeah, no, that, that's a, it's a great point, man. And something to definitely keep in mind with yeah. your print providers and just to keep in mind when you're talking and negotiating prices or, or trying to wrap your mind around why a shirt is $12 or, or whatever for a one-off. Yeah. So um, I think that's it, man, for, for this week's episode, for episode yeah. 59. We've gone close to an hour talking about all of these things. Uh, so mm -hmm. for you, the listener, we just want to say thank you once again for listening. We're glad to be back with some fresh content. Travis is back and refreshed and ready to litigate and talk about <laughs> risk and, and print on demand and <laughs> providers and shipping times. And, and, uh, so no, it's good. It's good to have you back, Travis. Good to, uh, be recording again with you folks. Again, if you want to get in on this conversation, if we, if you think we missed something, um, that is important or belongs in that, that's the wrong bumper, but Hey, grab yourself a shirt. Um, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, uh, Add to this conversation, printonamancast.com slash Facebook. Join the group. You can like the page. You can join the group. Uh, and the group is where we are trying to build that community and get those conversations rolling. And we're very, very thankful for you guys that are in the group and that engage with us uh, when you do. The, another good way to reach Travis and myself is info at printonamancast.com. If you have an email or it's a question you don't want the group to see or whatever that looks like for you, uh, you can definitely email us as well and we'll be happy to respond there. And also, if you want to be 
like our good friend Lorenzo Dash Dalla Dalla Forty Four, Dalla Dollar Sign Forty Four. Leave us a five star review if you're using the Apple Podcast app. We'll greatly appreciate that. But if you're not, if you're on Spotify or Google or Stitcher, we are wherever your podcasts are. We, as we like to say, wherever podcasts are, the POD Cast is there for your listening pleasure. So. Travis, before we wrap this thing up and put a bow on it, anything else you want to say to the listeners? Nope. Appreciate you all and come back next week. All right. There you have it, folks. For Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.